Welcome to CR Crime, the only podcast that tells tales of true crime as they happen right here in New York's capital region. I'm your host, Jason Bullitt. In this episode, we honor Missing Persons Month by profiling the greatest, longest, and most confounding case in capital region history, the disappearance of Suzanne Lyle. Suzanne Lyle was born in your narrator's hometown of Saratoga Springs on April 6, 1978, to Doug and Mary Lyle. She graduated from Balsam Spa High School and went on to SUNY Oneonta to pursue a degree in computer science, but transferred to the University at Albany as she thought the courses there were more challenging. She was all told a whiz at computers and wanted a career that best fit her interests. On a side note, she also expressed herself through poetry and was described as a quiet person to boot. Lyle all but worked her way through college in the capital city, working a handful of jobs while maintaining a relationship with her boyfriend, Richard Condon. It was leaving one of those jobs where our story begins. On March 2, 1998, Lyle completed a midterm exam at UAlbany and went on to her 4 p.m. shift at the Babbage's Computer Software Store at the Crossgates Mall in nearby Gilderland. After the mall, and thus the store, had closed for the night, she boarded a CDTA bus, which dropped her off at Collins Circle at a quarter to ten that night. A witness reported that Lyle had gotten off that bus. It was the last anyone would see of her. But this is only the beginning of the story. As could be expected, Lyle was reported missing. Later that day, it came out that someone had used her credit card at an ATM at a nearby Stewart's convenience store to draw out 20 bucks. Only Condon and Lyle knew the card's PIN number. It was initially purported that Condon may have murdered Lyle and went so far as to have a verified alibi in his back pocket for when she went missing, but he was anything but cooperative with authorities later on. As such, he wasn't completely ruled out as the suspect. However, another man who had used the same ATM at the same time as Condon was eventually ruled out as a potential suspect. As mentioned moments ago, a witness reported that Lyle had alighted from the bus, but there were reports that she wasn't on the bus when it arrived on the UA campus. Also, when Condon called in the missing persons report on Lyle, UA authorities told him that college students often take brief absences, so not to worry she'd be back. However, such would not be the case. Two days after the disappearance, a delay that happened much to Doug's consternation, the New York State Police were called in and thus began an investigation that has lasted for almost a quarter century. The Lyles put up a reward of $15,000, which in 2021 money amounts to well over $24,000, as to the whereabouts of their daughter and any other information that would resolve the case. The ubiquitous flyers went up all over campus and the surrounding area. The first two weeks of the investigation centered around the area immediately surrounding Collins Circle, 300 acres wide all told. The Stewart Shop's convenience store where the ATM transaction took place received particular attention as it had a security camera, but it had been focused not on the ATM, rather the cashier. Nevertheless, a man wearing a Nike baseball cap was spotted in the footage so this particular person was sought not necessarily as the prime suspect, but a potential witness or a person of interest in the case.
As often happens, a missing persons case carries a lot of questions. Was the person murdered? Did they run off with someone under duress? Are you sure they actually went missing? Well, those questions sure arose, but more details emerged when one of Lyle's co-workers at Babbage's mentioned that an unidentified man was stalking her. Getting stalked by a male often puts fear into a female, but given how confident Lyle acted, it wasn't so anyone noticed. Lyle's parents, for their part, stated that their daughter's relationship with Condon was anything but a smooth one. But then again, what is? And Suzanne had tried to break it off with him, only to resume normal service when it got his hackles up. Condon lived about a 10-minute drive from the UA campus and was a student at another college. Despite that, he had never gone to check on her when she didn't return her phone calls when she went missing that night. Rather, Condon claimed that he had been online playing games with a friend on the night. The friend vouched for him. Believe it or not, this has not been the first case of a UAlbany student up and disappearing from human ken. Thirteen years earlier, in 1985, Karen Wilson met the same fate, though her case hasn't received anywhere the attention as that of Suzanne Lyle. Lyle's going missing almost a quarter century ago changed the way American colleges and universities handle such crimes and cases in-house. Doug and Mary Lyle have since become champions of missing persons cases and advocates for the affected families, even appearing at the White House when then-President George W. Bush signed the PROTECT Act of 2003, which raised the age from 18 years to 21, at which police can inform the National Crime Information Center. Five years later, they were also present when he signed the Campus Safety Act, which bears their daughter's name. It requires colleges to have plans in order to investigate serious crimes and missing persons cases, which occur on their respective campuses. Meanwhile, efforts on the state level have not borne fruit. The New York Senate has passed a Suzanne's Law, which would increase the penalties for those accused of committing such violent crimes on or near educational facilities though the New York State Assembly has yet to vote on such a measure. Even so, the real fate of Suzanne Lyle and even the person who allegedly murdered her remains unknown to this day, almost 25 years later. And thus ends yet another episode of CR Crime, the only podcast that tells tales of true crime as they happen in New York's capital region. I've been your host, Jason Bullitt. Thanks for listening. Be safe out there, and I'll talk to you again real soon.